What's up, everybody? I'm Tara, and welcome to Anxiety Drive, where we talk about all things anxious, nerves, and nonsense. I'm Ryan. Today, we're going to get into uh, some, what I, what we both feel is very important uh, in the everyday anxiety life, is uh, coping and medication. But before we get into that, how the fuck are you doing, Tara? <laughs> uh i am i don't know i feel indifferent i feel a lot of different emotions because we just finished uploading episode one and two and that was a whirlwind of frustration and being excited and disappointed <laughs> it was a lot of up and ups and downs for yeah. sure we had a plenty of a. Uh, technical difficulties uploading them uh getting the file size down so we could upload them it was a lot harder nightmare a lot harder than it looks you guys if you want to do a podcast i definitely advise you go for it but do your research it is not as easy (laughs) do your research (laughs) it's not not as easy as as recording and then putting it up no and you need a lot more time also uh we have decided um we have an editor for whenever we need, but we would like to keep every podcast we do, every episode we do, unedited, completely raw, raw and uncut. Uncut. And we're gonna try. We're gonna try. We're so hang, hang in there. Just <laughs> bear with us at this point in time. Uh, we're hoping everything shortly comes together. And I really also want to. Thank you guys for reaching out on social media at anxiety underscore drive on Instagram and uh, my personal Instagram. Um, if you could move your responses to our uh, podcast Instagram, that'd be great. But whatever. I still very much appreciate all the responses we've been getting because it's been a lot. And I'm super thankful. Um, we're going to try to keep our submissions like together i guess so this episode's gonna be like different (laughs) it's gonna be mostly like what we're gonna talk about and then like our next episode we'll try to like just do only submissions so that all your questions advices basically what we want to do is like our first episode was our ideas second episode was suggestions that we had and there were great suggestions and we want to keep that up hopefully we have enough suggestions to continue doing so and going back and forth between our ideas and what our followers and listeners want to hear um i definitely think it keeps it different and so we're (laughs) repeating ourselves which i'm sure is shit we will do uh because anxiety is just such an overwhelming concept overall and uh things tend to backtrack no yeah. matter what we want to keep it um pretty you know not too redundant and like go over the same stuff so we're trying to organize <laughs> um submissions and like topics we want to talk about and get into and a lot of topics you guys want to talk about are things i want to get into too um our time is limited because we do have full-time jobs and unfortunately things i know if that, everyone starts listening though dude <laughs> If you guys all, if we have that sponsorship from Firewall, our, our this goal, might be our full-time job. Our goal here on Anxiety Drive is to get sponsored by 
fireball. It would be fucking amazing. We uh we made a post last week uh, because oh, I poured so awesome. some ridiculous shots to and the brim, <laughs> my guys. <laughs> and Tara posted them. Fireball responded, and a just short response that your co-host knows, knows what's up. That's me. I'm the co-host. I'm awesome. I know. <laughs> he knows what's up. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, I know what's up. <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, that kind of response right there it gives us the drive to continue and keep going forward, and just everything we've wanted. Honestly, it's such a great feeling. Yeah, it's so dope. You guys keep the responses coming. I promise you, we're gonna get to all of them as the episodes go on and i'm sure this will be coming out after the first and second are already on everywhere you can get podcasts like spotify apple podcasts and potentially youtube haven't really explored that yet but i'm sure it'll be there but um still working out the kinks still trying to figure out our media situation our upload situation any Uh, information you want on like when and where things are going to be coming out just Go to anxiety underscore drive at on Instagram. You. Yeah. Uh, let's get let's into get into it. it. Our first segment, first topic, is uh, a huge one, absolutely huge when it comes to anxiety. Uh, it's coping. I think coping. I mean, everybody has their coping mechanisms, <coughs> whether they have anxiety or not. But when it comes to anxiety, I feel like it's so important. Um, And it kind of touches base with the last two episodes. Basically, I feel like everything that we talk about in every episode will coincide with one another at some point. Um, Because anxiety itself makes you overthink and makes you, you know, just it makes you live inside your head. And living inside your head has to do with overthinking, coping, uh, fucking vices, whatever it is, anxiety has to do with like your everyday life. And you have to cope with everyday life, right? So (laughs) whether that's, and my biggest thing is like, I smoke weed. I smoke a shit ton of weed. I don't, I don't smoke herb as people call it or flower. I smoke wax. I smoke about a half a gram of wax a day um which is too much for me <laughs> realistically but it's how i cope it's it's a mechanism for me for sure and what works for you works for you and let me just preface this episode by saying that we are not doctors we're not physicians we are not offering medical advice in any way shape or form we're just offering opinions two opinions on people that know what they know and only that. So if you need help or you want to discuss uh, coping with your mental illnesses further, always, always, always reach out to your doctor, your primary physician, your psychiatrist, whoever you go to professionally. We we also understand that reaching out to someone like that, like I've gone to a therapist before and I hated it. I literally didn't say a word. And I've never gone back to a therapist. I have but a different some... outlook. <laughs> go on. But it's different for everyone. Exactly. And that's the thing. Is like, for me, talking to my friends, talking to my family, there, of course, there are only certain friends and certain family you can talk to about certain things. But 
reaching out to those people who you can reach out to is so vital. It's something that will make such a difference in your life, like an astronomical difference that you never thought would have happened until you fucking reach out and try. You don't know what's going to happen until you try. That's that's the worst thing about anxiety. And that's why we have coping mechanisms is because you want to do something, but your anxiety basically pulls you back. And like for me, for instance, like I play video games and I listen to music. And those are like my coping mechanisms to the max. Um, that's what keeps my feet on the ground every day, basically. And for everybody, that's different. Everyone is different. <laughs> and you could have similar experiences with that or not. And whatever works for you works for you. Um, I tried for a very long There's so Okay, before I get into that, there's so many ways to cope. In the beginning of me figuring out, I had struggle with mental illness. Um, I got diagnosed with generalized anxiety when I was like 16 and um, I didn't really get like a, a plan from my therapist at the time and I just got prescribed Adderall <laughs> and Vyvanse and that just didn't really work out for me at the time and so um, I did th talk therapy for a while and that helped for a while and then I realized that my issues were a lot bigger than what I can handle alone. And like, I think that's like a big thing that people have to understand is that if you struggle with m mental illness, and I'm going to say that, and I know that a lot of people don't want to consider having anxiety because anxiety is such like a generalized, like overused term. Now, if you have a brain chemistry where your anxiety is like your serotonin's off in your brain where it's giving you those flight or flight responses when they don't need to be there, then you might need help and that is okay and it is considered a disorder it is considered an illness and that gets such a bad rep and like something i've um in the past like four or five years have been really passionate about and talking about like my own experiences with that is to end the stigma on what that means right if somebody says like you have a cold, you're not gonna be like, oh, you're fucking, you're crazy, you're sick, you need to go to the fucking hospital. Somebody, you know, it's like, no, you take a fucking couple, take some fucking Theraflu and make an X, use an X or whatever, and you'll be fucking good. Like, stay away from people for a few days, you'll be fine. But if you tell somebody, oh, I can't go to this like social outing, I have a mental illness, they're gonna be like, oh, this bitch is crazy. They're fucking out of their mind. And that's not the case. It's just that, you have things that you may need help with, whether that is a social, like a emotional support, something, animal, whatever. You go through certain cope, like mechanisms that help you cope with what your your mental illness, what, what, what works for that for you. And so I, when I say mental illness, I'm gonna say that a lot and I just hope you don't think that means I'm talking about somebody being fucking schizophrenic or you know uh 
having severe manic episodes or manic depressive episodes it's it could be as simple as having really bad anxiety really bad depression um i personally deal with by being diagnosed with being uh or having generalized anxiety and being bipolar having bipolar 2 to be exact so it's a little different a little different <laughs> everybody has their own way of dealing with everything um i definitely i agree with the whole mental illness term being broadcasted as crazy or you know out of their mind whereas i definitely do you agree with that no no no. i understand your point because (laughs) i've been on the medication and i actually just recently got back on the medication or i'm about to start the medication again for anti-anxiety because i need it it's as simple as that i i need it um when things get too tough when you feel like you're spiraling or getting out of control um whether it's work your personal life uh hobbies it can all feel like it's coming crashing down on you uh time management is huge for anxiety um it could be setting your alarm clock or having dinner at the right time whatever it may be it takes so much thought and so much energy to get yourself situated that sometimes you need this medication yeah uh <clears throat> as easy and simple as a routine may seem to some people it's been the hardest thing i've i've struggled with like having to try to do for myself i know that when i have a routine i'm setting myself up for success in the most pos- like the best possible ways but getting to that point where i'm going to sleep at a decent hour where i'm waking up at a certain time where i'm going to work when i'm supposed to and i'm able to do the things like normal things like take a shower brush my teeth wash my face like those things seem like why would that (laughs) take you any you know any amount of time to really sit there and think about it's for somebody that like, like me it is imperative that i do those things it makes me so much more stable emotionally that i do so many like standard things and to get me to do those standard things is one of the hardest things that I go through is setting up that routine. And the reason why it's hard for me is because I struggle heavily with depression and sometimes I can't even get out of bed. And sometimes it takes me all day to take a shower and sometimes I don't eat and sometimes I eat way too fucking much. It's just like this constant. It's almost like a pattern, but not. It Well, it's like a... I, my 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 brain wants me to put in a in a pattern of chaos and it's me constantly trying to break that pattern of chaos and like put myself in a pattern of regulation and for me personally i've tried everything to cope with that until i couldn't anymore and it leads me to a very desperate place a place where i do not want to be a place where i shouldn't be where i don't belong but a place that's very comfortable for me, which is a deep, deep depression and having suicide ideologies and stuff like that. 
and the only way I have been able to like really get out of that is through medication and that's not saying that's for everybody it isn't and I feel like there are so many other coping mechanisms you should try to do before that is your go-to thing is try to get on medication for me it's like last resort but before we get into medications and stuff like that um well our second topic is medication but i feel like these two go in hand, hand in hand with coping because you only have so many coping mechanisms i mean for instance i play video games you know i go out with friends spend time with my girlfriend uh you have those leisures those extra activities that keep you free that keep you entertained in a way distracted (laughs) (coughs) i think distracted is a great word for it because uh coping is really just a, a distraction it is if you don't know how to deal right and a lot of oh we try to cope to get through what we're getting through but we a lot of us don't have the resources to really know what it means to like get through things we just kind of cope or distract until we stop feeling like shit and then start feeling better and it's just a constant cycle of doing that over and over and over and over again you get these depressive episodes and they can last two days they can last six months you know what i mean they can last for any period of time so i feel like if you're doing good you know you're you're going with the groove whatever it is and then all of a sudden pressure adds on stress adds on Mm. uh you have all these things piling on top of you that makes you so stressed and so overstimulated um with everyday life these coping coping mechanisms come in hand but not only that it's that it can get so stressful and so just worn down on you. Sometimes there is no other option and medication is the best way. Like I just started this new job a month ago. Um, I'm still working at the bar one night a week. I'm working five days a week plus one night. And that with that alone, working early mornings, um, it feels as though I don't have enough time for myself. I feel like I have only so much time. Like I have to go to work. I come home, shower, see my girlfriend if I have time. And then I basically have to go to bed. And it's very stressful. It's very anxiety inducing. But that's a necessity in life like i have to work i have to fucking you know i have to pay my bills i have to do this i have to do that everything falls into a routine whether you like it or not um i'm not a morning person whatsoever if i had a night job i'd be fucking perfect i'd be so happy i'd be a lot happier than i am now but in life you hit these obstacles that you have to face whether you like it or not it's something that you have to go through. Um, you have to find ways to cope with, whether that be a leisure activity, 
sleeping or medication. And sometimes uh, I would say medication is a last resort type of thing. But if it feels necessary and nothing else is working, medication can make all the difference in your life. A hundred percent. And I do have a couple things to add to that, but let me, we're just going to take a break. And we're back Welcome after back. our brief uh, fireball break. Um, Except fireball. Brian's being a little bitch. Sponsor us. I have to drive fucking 30 <laughs> minutes. I knew. I knew he was going to say that. Okay, anyway. So, I, I have... I've been through it and I know a lot of my friends that have been through things that they keep trying and the same nothing's changing right it's like I'm you're tr- I've been trying and trying to get a hold on things I feel like that are like spiraling out of control that I keep ending up in the same situations I keep ending up in the same mind frame and it's like a friend could tell you well go exercise go outside um practice gratitude you know you can look up every fucking way to try to help yourself cope with your mental illness that's anxiety depression bipolar there's certain medications like i mean there's certain mental illnesses that you don't even have those options you need to be on medication like um schizophrenia and like bipolar one and stuff like that but we're keeping it lighthearted here <laughs> into the um you know where you kind of have the option to be on medication and for the most of the 30 years i've been on this planet half of that i've been diagnosed with having a mental illness and up until last year last july to be exact is when i really started my journey on medication and i am the the most stable and healthiest I've ever been. And I know there's a lot of controversy. I know a lot of people that have tried to talk me out of doing medication. I know there's a lot of people because I post about it on my social media all the time. Like, don't forget to take your meds. Like, if you need them, take them, that kind of thing. And people will be like, oh, you know, you shouldn't do that. And there's a lot of science behind like that decision that you have to make right like i said we're not here to persuade you one way or the other or you know if you have questions you should definitely reach out to a doctor not to us but just some information if you will uh nami.org says that 22.8 percent of u.s adults experienced mental illness in 2021 and the cdc.gov says more than one in five adults live with mental illness over one in five youth 13 years old to 18 years old deal with mental illness that's a fucking shit ton of people that's a lot of fucking people i mean that's what that was us when we were teenagers dude i mean one in five is crazy one in five yeah i mean you have 20 percent of the population between 13 and 18 having mental illness whether that's like you said you know something very serious as uh schizophrenia versus anxiety which a lot more people 
in the last like 20 years mm-hmm. have been diagnosed with anxiety because and it's depression become, and, mm-hmm. and depression because it's become such a a mass problem yeah it's our society there's so many things there's so many things that our society is breeding you know what i mean i feel like we're breeding children kids youth adults to to have mental illness in certain ways but um so that means like one in 25 adults have serious mental illness like schizophrenia bipolar disorders or major depressive disorders uh shout out major depression disorders (laughs) also (laughs) Uh, there's about 15.8% of those people who have taken prescription medications for their mental health. And some people like me, I do believe that for me, it's essential for treating my mental illness because I've tried everything else. I've been in, I've been in therapy for years and it was my therapist who suggested medication once I was diagnosed with bipolar two, And um, there's other people that think that they do more harm than good, which is understandable too, because depending on what you're taking or what you need, that is a very real thing to consider. You know, there are antidepressants and SSRIs, there's antipsychotics, mood stabilizers, stimulants. Uh, there's a lot of medications that you can take that can hurt your body if you're not taking the right ones or if you don't really need them. So it's, you know, something to definitely consider with your your doctors before you just jump in and like, oh, I have anxiety, I should take Prozac. Like, no, what if you have things that you, you know, like there's so many symptoms that you can get from these antidepressants that are not gonna help you. Or that or maybe do more more harm than good. So like for instance, when I was talking about my doctor talking to my doctor, the first things that they had asked me about like what would be my concerns in taking medication. Because I was very apprehensive about taking them. And I said, I don't want to gain weight. <laughs> I don't want any medication to make me gain weight. I already struggle with my weight very much. So I don't want them to fuck with my my libido, my sexual drive. I already struggle with that as it is. Um, those are like my two main like qualms, I guess. And so I found the specific like cocktail of what was going to work for me. And I'm losing weight <laughs> since I've been on my medication. I have a high, a higher sex drive <laughs> since I've been on my medication. Thank, thank God. <laughs> But um, that doesn't happen for everybody. So, but it it could be very good. It's changed my fucking life for the better. Medications can have amazing and ridiculously negative side effects. Um, If you think you need a medication, definitely call your doctor. I think it's a wise choice. I personally was against medication for the longest time. Uh, I was on Zoloft for almost two years and it it made a huge difference. And after a while, I decided that I didn't want to be regulated by a medicine, even though I also have asthma and I have to take 
other medications to regulate that. Um, I feel like when it comes to anxiety, it's more of a control thing and you want to, everybody wants to be in control, you know? Um, but when you can't be, it becomes so stressful and so overwhelming that it creates this sensation of, I can't. And when you tell yourself, I can't, it breaks you down farther than you are your own worst enemy. Um, I've always said living inside your head is the worst because all it does is eat you alive. And if, you know, some people use, like I use weed. I smoke a lot of weed and I use that as a coping mechanism. But the point I am, where I'm at in my life now How's that working out? Has brought me <laughs> to the point where I need medication. I I need it, essentially. Um, and that doesn't mean you need it forever. You know what no, I mean? Like no, what, not like at all. what you brought up earlier about like you just starting a new job and like what that's giving to you and what's taking for you, from you. Like it matters, you know. And so like sometimes I've never wanted to be on medication as a long term thing, you know. Um, about to be one year on and I'm so I'm never like running down the streets like everybody get on meds <laughs> but I'm also like dude if you need it like don't be afraid to ask about it you know you don't know how it could help you and if it doesn't then don't do it you know like there's I feel like could be more good done than bad and that's just because of my own experience you know and there are definitely terrible things that can come from things uh, sure. from medications for example the first antidepressant that i was ever put on was prozac and prozac gave me a terrible feeling oh yeah vivance made me feel like i was gonna fucking I, murder somebody a, like legit not only did i want to like tear someone's head off but i wanted <laughs> i oh, wanted to, to kill myself yeah i had these very intrusive suicidal thoughts and the first thing i did as soon as i had those thoughts was i told my mom because like you you know you're whoever it is to you like my mom is one of the closest people to me and will always be one of the closest people to me i'll i'll tell her things that i won't tell anybody else your mom's uh, like an, a nurse too right or is she a nurse? No. Oh, my dad's, your dad. My dad's yeah, a paramedic. Should told your dad. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, whoever that person is in your life, whether it's a family member, a friend, a significant other, whoever it may be, reach out, talk, and that's one of the things we talked about on our second episode, our last episode, was reaching out to people and talking to people because it's such a vital part of your life you won't realize it until it's gone thousand percent also if you're afraid about being on medication i know i'm sure there's a bunch of doctors out there that like will just be like yeah take these annex and go or take zoloft and go or take lexapro and go and like not give two fucks what happens to you but if you find the right doctor if you find the right prescriber if you find the right program that's working for you they are going to make it more than apparent that this, you know, 
doctors don't they don't know everything they know what to do in order to help people but that doesn't work for everybody right so somebody that has bipolar 2 that they could prescribe the same things could be terrible for that you know it just depends on your brain chemistry like i got prescribed and nris instead of ssris because it could fuck with my manic and depressive episodes because i might have too much serotonin and then they're giving me something that gives me more serotonin i might go off the fucking deep end and end up killing myself because of a manic episode so they have to be really careful careful about what they're prescribing you and with what and the it's a very real thing like what ryan was talking about you can very much end up trying to help yourself and take a antidepressant or take some sort of medication and it could put you in a worse spot it can give you suicidal thoughts it can give you homicidal thoughts it can give you um it can it can put you in a really bad place people have died because they're being put on the wrong medication so but one thing like if you are interested in talking to a doctor about it you know oh my god my mic is so loud sorry if you're interested in talking to a doctor about it one thing that my doctors have always told me like this is something that you have to be careful with look out for a b c d symptoms if you are experiencing any suicidal thoughts more than normal like reach out immediately immediately, immediately. so we can change what you have going on because this is that's not how it's supposed to be if if you're seeking out help and you tried the medication, uh, I'm. I will say this. I will 100% back this too. Don't knock it until you try it. Um, whether or not it brings you that. I mean, if if you try, let's say Prozac, for instance, for me, it was terrible. For like, and you have to give it like a month to kick in, which sucks. It it sucks, mm-hmm. but. If you have to go through that to find the right medication for you, if you have to go through, one thing I was always told when I, when I was growing up was, it's gonna get worse before it gets better, and that might not be the case for everyone. Like for me, that was the case. Mm-hmm. I I tried this medication, Zol or Prozac, and it was terrible. It was not for me. But and then I switched to Zoloft, and it was like. A life-changing difference um so for everyone it is so different and that's why so many people take so many different medications yeah. is because every person is different and going along with that is like if you don't want to do if you don't want to take medications if you don't have a vice such as i mean like drugs are a medication Playing video games is a medication for you. It's an escape. It's it's an outlet. Yeah, you it's can find vice. outlets that don't involve medication to it's to help own. you to do fucking yoga, go hang out with fucking animals, go whatever peace you can find within yourself. That's what mental like health has like really. There's so many like scientific terms that you can talk about and what it does to your brain chemistry and lack of dopamine, lack of fucking serotonin or excessive amount of those things and what you're doing to contribute and not contribute to that. But for me, I've always just wanted inner peace. That's it. 
I just wanted to feel at peace in my mind and that's it. Whatever that is going to bring me, that's what I want. And I tried for a very long time to do that on my own and I needed help in order to get that. And that goes into so many other things. Like I was not able to be a good partner to my partners because I was so at war with myself. I couldn't be anybody else's peace. Ever. It's hard to be anybody else's peace when you can't be your own. No, and it, and I was really hard to love myself when I hated myself. And if you can't love yourself, you're not going to be able to show anybody the love they, they deserve. And so it was finding the medication that was right for me meant the world. And I'm never going to shove it down anybody's throat and say this is what you need to do. I can only speak from my own experiences and what I did. And... It really helped me. I don't plan on being on medication in forever either. I don't think it's a forever thing. I think it's until you can find that peace and deal with, learn to cope without it. You know what I mean? Um, learn to cope without the coping, mood stabilizers. and the a form of self-medication, essentially. It can be. Whether, whether you... Play video games, watch movies, go out with friends, uh, take antidepressants. It's all self-medicating. It's all a coping mechanism. And that all goes hand in hand. But regardless of what you do, it's important to focus on yourself. Whether, like Tara and I are total people pleasers. And that just plays a fucking enormous role in the daily life of, of anxiety because whether or not you have plans you want to make sure everybody else is taken care of but in reality because of these plans you're tearing yourself down and you know you have to take care of yourself and if you know you have to take care of yourself fucking do it because it will make the biggest most drastic change in your life yeah no one no one uh, when it comes down to it you can explain all day but nobody really knows what exactly what you're going through nobody knows what you're feeling no and they can't also they can't really fix it for you you know people help friends help um reaching out helps it's definitely i mean like if i'm having a bad day i've reached out to you i've reached out you know my girlfriend whoever it may be you have a rough day you just want to hear that positive comment almost yeah. or reassurance and sometimes that's enough but sometimes <laughs> some exactly sometimes that sometimes won't always be there though no. and in those times you have to find what's best for yourself on your own which is the scariest thing in the world. Yeah, it's, it's being alone, picking up the pieces on your own, it's, figuring it's out how to do that. Frightening, but you have to learn to do it. Yeah, um, and sometimes the medication they don't do it for you, but they give you either the energy, the wherewithal to do that temporarily. You know what I mean? I have been so many times where. I know that if I was not on the prescriptions that I was on, I would not be able to get out of bed. I would not be able to handle the situation. 
I would not be able to deal with it um, in like a healthy way. And because of what I've, the, because of the medication I've been on for the past year, there's been plenty of times where like, I kind of still feel the, that same feeling that it has always given me, whether it's like that having a panic attack, being super anxious, being depressed, being super disappointed about things where like that could send me off the deep end. I still feel those ways, but it doesn't set me off because I can, it, it like, I don't know how to explain it. It like, you don't have that it internal panic. It, it it's there, but it's not as intense. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not like, like as, I, need, I need to freak out. Yeah, right exactly. It's like okay, like I'm on the verge of freaking out, but I think I can like take a step back and like reevaluate like what I should be doing right now or thinking about or like how can I help myself. It has given me that. I feel like thankfully. this sounds terrible, but again like right now and this time in my life I, I need the medication I need I need it and sometimes being on that medication puts you in your right state of mind personally I don't like being regulated by medication and having to be put on that medication to be in my right state of mind but unfortunately that's what it takes sometimes exactly and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing let's wrong talk with about that for a second there is nothing wrong with that for the longest time like a big part of why i didn't want to do it is because i have such an ego and i'm so prideful that it made me feel weak you know it made me feel like why can't you do this on your own you know i had people in my life telling me that you need to do this on your own you don't need that you don't need to see a psychiatrist. You don't need to see a doctor. Like, what's wrong with you? You can't figure, I figured it out on my own. Why can't you figure this out on your own? Everybody, you have the, you have it in you to do it. You just don't do it. You just won't do it. You're weak. Fucking hate when people are like that. Because, especially in a society like today, uh, or when I grew up, you know, everybody had to be a man's man. And the only reason, the only person I really connected with was my mom and she understood the sense, the sensitive side of all of it. And it made it a lot fucking easier. And it made it a, like, it made it a lot easier to continue life, everyday life. And it also made it easier to reach out, whether that was to friends or to a doctor. It made life astronomically different and thank god you had that type of support you know there's so many people in the world that need that type of support just to get to like the next level of them you know their progress and they don't have that they have people telling them the opposite or nobody in their corner you know standing up for them or telling them that it's okay it's all right like you you're not wrong you're not weak for your people are it it's so ass backwards you know what i mean like okay so what are you gonna do not deal with your um trauma not deal with your generational trauma and issues and not deal with you needing help and what what does that what does that do well you're just gonna carry that on the rest of your life be in pain for the rest of your life cause other people pain for the rest of your life pause your children 
to have the same fucking things that you wish so bad that you didn't have to deal with but you don't know another way like what is, there's that what part of that says strength nothing there's nothing. no part of that that says nothing. that you're a strong person for doing that anybody who says you're weak for basically feeling your emotions is a piece of shit or if, they just didn't have the you know i i can't it's it sucks because like i don't think everybody you know means to be that way no, but they don't and but the th- the simple fact is they don't understand yeah they like my best friend for the past 13 years best fucking friend uh he's saved my life multiple times on many different occasions um just by talking to him but when we get into these deep conversations he he says you know i don't i don't understand i don't he's like i love you to death and i want nothing but the best for you but i don't understand i don't understand where this suicidal thought comes from this like panic this anxiety he never understood it that's because okay. he just ha- didn't have to deal with it mm-hmm. and that's fine but he's such an understanding person that that doesn't m- that doesn't matter, matter to him yeah he wants what's best for me and there's there's such a a thing i think to be learned in the generation before us and in our generation is that you don't have to understand mm-hmm. my parents probably have no fucking clue right where but as long where as where my have- mental issues come from, you know, because they probably think like, well, what did we do wrong? You know, and compared to other people's parents, they were probably were the best parents ever. And I think that they were the best parents ever. But it's not really about you having to understand what just how I feel. There. It's about being compassionate to how I feel and being compassionate about how others feel. Like you don't have to get it. You just have to like recognize their outreach their pain their you just have to understand yeah, that's all it is it's they're looking for some sort of comfort or asylum like you don't need to understand to do that for anybody at all oh man we could talk about medications and coping for days <laughs> point is is that if you i just wanted uh to talk about this today because it has been brought up a couple times in my my personal life uh, this week, not even just like in a super deep way or conversation in a way. It's just, it's come up a couple times. So I kind of wanted to talk about it today. Um, I can, I cannot offer anyone, anybody legitimate advice on whether or not they should be on medication. That's something that you and your doctor should be talking about. But if you have questions, definitely reach out to them. If you have questions about what I'm, been taking or what it's done for me or want my opinion on anything i'm always welcome to give that to you um i know it doesn't work for everybody and that's okay too but if you i just want to bring a little light to that today if you ever have any questions if you want advice on if you want our advice on anything you can always reach out to us uh we will respond 100 percent because we know what it's like to be alone we know what it's like to be scared and 
not have anyone. And if you don't have anyone, you have us. It's as simple 100%. as that. You're not alone. You're never alone. And You're never alone in this world. I would never turn away my friend no matter what, how many times I have to repeat myself, how many times I think they're making the wrong decision, even if it's just like a personal decision that they're going through. I would never turn anybody away from my ears, you know, to listen. But I just want to let it be known or let me say this like if you're not doing anything to help yourself that's like your first first thing you have to correct i have a really hard time with uh, no one wants sympathy i don't think and i don't want to give anybody sympathy because we all have the same 24 hours sometimes different 24 hours but we all have the wherewithal to like make make or break what we have what cards we have dealt but if you are struggling and you're not doing anything to help yourself in that struggle then you you looking for like you know what i mean like it's i'm not trying to like be like you can't ever you're you're hopeless or anything like that you're not but you really have to be like tired of your own bullshit to get out of like the pit and that you put yourself I'm, into like you have to be so sick of it to like do something about it personally i know i know that being stuck in that rut and not being able to get out you're just you're just digging a deeper hole for yourself you want help but you don't know how to ask for it so you just keep digging this hole um regardless of what you're going through and if you want help reach out Reach out to friends, reach out to your doctor, reach out to us, reach out to whoever makes you feel comfortable because I definitely know that the comfort level in every aspect dealing with anxiety, whether it's talking to someone, going to a grocery store, or even talking to your doctor, it's all a comfort thing, but you I hate to say it this way, but if you're dealing with such a pressure and such anxiety, you have to get through it. You have to push yourself to find what's best for you. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck where you're at. Yeah. You're going to be digging this deeper hole. No one's going to do it for you. No, no one's here to save you. Yes, people can help you when you, you reach out, you know, it, that you need help. It's but on you, though. Ultimately, it is on you. It's up to you to find the strength to do that you know and you and can everybody do has it, it. You, you can, can do, it, dude. do it everybody has that in them don't ever let yourself tell you or anybody else tell you that you aren't worth that or aren't worth some sort of peace in your in your life you can have it one of my biggest fucking things in life if anyone tells is if anyone's negative or tells you wrong or whatever it may be they are not worth your fucking time. No, and do it in spite of them. Especially if it's like your fucking family or your Yeah, if your family thinks other, you're, you're fucking, fucking crazy a, for trying or for wanting or to go on terrible friends. antidepressants or anti-anxiety medicine, fuck them. Do it in spite of them. You know, if if that's all you can muster up to do, you know, like if people are telling you you can't do something or that you are never gonna be anything or that you can never get out of the place that you are 
Fuck Prove em. fucking wrong. Fuck them. And surround That's yourself with people that are fuck them type of people. Mic drops. <laughs> Except our mics are connected to the fucking desk, so we can't drop them. But it's been real, you guys. It's if been you're still fun. here, it's <laughs> been super fun. If you didn't leave 45 minutes ago. <laughs> if, if they would have only lasted about 10 minutes or 5 minutes, but uh really appreciate you guys everybody reaching out uh, once again on social media is such i'm so grateful so fucking grateful so what like i said before we're gonna try to uh do like a one episode where we um talk about topics that like are kind of top of mind for us and then do the next episode about like just submissions and go through what uh, people have thrown at us on social media to talk about that so if you've listened to the last podcast and your question didn't get answered or advice or topic didn't get talked about then definitely stay tuned for next week and we will get to them as soon as we can uh our episodes are lingering between 45 minutes to like an hour right now and we're doing the best we can with our schedules so we're gonna get to as many as we can but appreciate your patience and I love you all. Be kind to yourselves. Be kind to yourselves. Be kind to others. And if you have any questions about the medicinal side of prescriptions for mental health, please reach out to your doctor. And if you have any questions about our opinion on what we're taking or what has been working for us, feel free to reach out to us on anxiety underscore drive on Instagram and anxiety drive at gmail.com. Okay, fuckheads. <laughs> <laughs> also, Fireball sponsor us, Kate. That'd be great. Fireball, fucking sponsor us. Get us off the ground. <laughs> Get us out of our my mom's fucking office. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm Ryan. I'm Tara. Fucking reach out. You're not alone. Love you all. Love you guys.